0: Hello and welcome to the Harvest Podcast brought to you by The Field in Charlotte, North Carolina, where we put love into action. We hope that you are blessed by these previous sermons by our pastor, Rev. Dr. Peter M. Weary. Please be sure to subscribe and leave a comment on whichever podcast platform you use. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and YouTube at Mayfield Memorial Missionary Baptist Church, as well as Instagram at The Field CLT. Be blessed.
1: Aren't you glad? We don't have to wait till the battle is over. We can shout right now. Thank you. Hallelujah somebody. Thank you Bethany. Thank you Mitch. Hallelujah. The battle isn't over. We can shout while the battle is going on. Thank you. Thank you, Bethany. Thank you, Mitch. Some of the greatest voices in the kingdom are right here at the field, isn't that right? Hallelujah, somebody. That really prepares us well for the word today. Would you come with me to Matthew chapter 5, verses 38 through 48. I'm going to read it today from the New Revised Standard Version. Here it is. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evildoer. But if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your coat, give your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go also the second mile. Give to everyone who begs from you and do not refuse anyone who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, What reward do you have? Do do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect, Verse 46, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me today on this admonition. Grow up. Look at somebody across your kitchen and tell them, grow up. Tell somebody in the chat, grow up. Come on, let's pray. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope. Let my will be lost in thine. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. In a great classic book, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, John Maxwell has said this. He says, quote, your attitude is the John the Baptist of your personality. End quote. How you decide to behave is as important as anything you may know and more important than any skill you may have. If you are a world-class person in terms of your executive skill, but your attitude stinks, then you're useless because nobody is going to want to work with you. If you have a resume like Barack Obama, but in your interview you come across like Attila the Hun, you're never going to get the job. Your attitude makes or breaks a name for you. Attitude is powerful, family, because it's not at the mercy of any outside force. Attitude is determined by personal choice. You decide what your attitude will be. Because your attitude is the result of a personal decision on your part, it can be said that you can't control what happens to you, but you sure can control how you act when it happens. Much of what plagues the average person, even in the church, is the personal decisions we make about the challenges and stressors of our lives. Make no mistake, family, no matter what family you come from or what training you have, challenges in life will come your way. Whether you go up or down in life is determined by how you respond when the challenges come. Will you be coffee or an egg? An egg gets in hot water and it turns brittle on the outside and hard boiled on the inside. Coffee on the other hand, when hit by hot water, adapts and changes the water into a tasty beverage. The difference? The egg is changed by the water, and the coffee changes the water. I've learned, y'all, that the way a person handles the challenges of life is not a matter of culture or class or education or raw intelligence. It's a matter of maturity, maturity has to do with the process of anything growing or evolving into the fully functional form for which it was intended. Maturity is the gateway to complete functionality in life. Nothing can ever operate at optimal capacity, including you, until it matures or grows up into the final form of its design. One year, we planted some bulbs of beautiful flowers in the front flower bed of our home. And when they were planted, it was done with great anticipation, of course, of the beauty that we knew was going to come based on what we knew was in the package the bulbs came in. And so I'd I'd completely forgotten about the bulbs until one week we looked out front and there they were. Beautiful, vivid green shoots peering up from underneath the ground. The germination process had been completed and now the maturity of the plants is about to become a thing of beauty. These bulbs were the perfect model of what happens when we grow up. Challenges come, challenges go. The frost outside comes Maybe some snow falls on the flower beds, but an inward underground maturation process was already in motion. So when the warm sun hit the ground eventually, the process of growing up went into high gear. Y'all stay with me. I'm going somewhere. Growing up though, it's not easy. The demands that confront us while we grow seem sometimes designed to stop us in our tracks. No sooner do we get into this world than we get a slap on the backside. No sooner do uh, we look at every passing day and the spankings keep on coming. When we finally get to the coffee table, stand up, raise ourselves up, we get our little hands popped because we touched The wrong thing. When we finally figure out how to use these awkward pudgy little machines called legs, they fail us and we fall down right on our padded little bottoms. Once we get able to do some high level work like riding a bicycle, we fall down and skin our knees. All the while, we're forced to figure out how to play with and peacefully coexist with others, some of whom we won't even like. Sometimes this comes with black eyes and hair pulling. Now that we're finally almost grown and excited about the prospect of being adults, we find out that privilege comes with acne. And gangly, teenaged revelations that our heads and feet look like they belong to somebody else. Voices squeak. Bodies embarrassingly change. No sooner do we get it all figured out and discover that we finally know everything there is to know about life. That's called graduating from high school. It dawns on us that college costs a fortune and working a job while in college is exhausting. Once this is all over we're shocked to discover that employers are not but so impressed about hiring us and when we get a job it doesn't pay enough so we get another one. Once we marry Prince Charming or Ken, uh, I wish they had a black Ken. They got a black Ken yet. Once we marry Barbie, you know, we find out that the prince that Ken has some frog in him and Barbie is actually plastic. So we try to ease the disappointments and challenges of life by joining the church only to find a lot of saints are really aints. And the preacher we followed out into the wilderness, he ain't Moses. It's enough to make a brother lose his cool points, I'm telling you. It's enough to cause a sister to take her earrings off making bad matters worse the Jesus I've met in the church has got some ridiculous demands that just seem to add insult to my injuries he says stuff like do not resist an evildoer but if anyone strikes you on the right cheek turn the other also and if anybody wants to sue you and take your coat give your cloak as well And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go also the second mile. Give to everyone who begs from you and do not refuse anyone who wants to borrow from you. Say what? And he had the nerve to say, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Talking about some, be perfect, therefore. As your heavenly father is perfect. Be perfect. It means be complete. It means grow up into what you were designed to be. After all I've been through, after all I've suffered through, after all I've learned, and as old as I am, Jesus, the one who was supposed to make me feel better about things, ruins my Sunday morning by telling me something as insulting as grow up. I mean, listen, I can feel bad all by myself. I ain't got to turn the TV on in order to feel bad, Jesus. Talking about some be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. But but that's precisely what Jesus says. He offers every believer who's decided to live in the kingdom of God that is under the reign and rule and authority of God. He offers everyone who's decided to live there the opportunity to be something more than you were. Is there anybody in this house who wants to be more? He reveals something most telling, that the ways of the kingdom are not the ways of the kingdoms of this world. The kingdom of God, says Jesus in the text In that kingdom, just enough is never enough. If you've got the mentality that living and relating to others like the culture does is all right, then it's time for you to grow up. Precisely here says Jesus, enough courage, just enough faith, just enough love are never enough. So so how do we grow up? In the kingdom of God. We grow up in the kingdom of God first by growing up in courage. Listen to verses 38 and 39. Verse 38 says, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evildoer. But if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. To grow up in courage has got to be understood from the perspective of the audience of Jesus. Remember, this was written to people who were under the subjection of Roman rule. They they would have recognized this metaphor right away as a method for establishing authority and class superiority over a slave. Slaves were frequently slapped, and this was not new to them. There were strict protocols for the discipline of slaves. The slave had to stand in front of the master, face him or her squarely without any external coercion. Then the master slapped the right cheek with the back of the right hand. Any other way or process was considered a public loss of face, a public humiliation. To conduct this process in any other way meant that you as a master were not in control and you would therefore result yourself in a great embarrassment. So, so when Jesus says, "When if a man slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other cheek also, he means to courageously confront the evil of domination and control. He's not instructing believers to be doormats, he, but he's challenging us not to retaliate against violence with violence. I, 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 to turn the other cheek is to at the same time show extreme humility and compliance and renders the so-called superior one helpless. Listen, when Jesus says, if somebody strikes you on the one cheek, then turn and let him strike the other one as well. He says, that that stuff takes time. Courage, He says, you've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, then a tooth for a tooth, talking about revenge in the abstract. But Jesus says, don't even resist. An evildoer. If you don't resist an evildoer, it means that you've got courage. That something better is in your forecast. If you, it means if you don't resist the evildoer, it saps all of his power because he understands that you are not afraid of him. You ought to turn to one of your evildoers in the spirit and say, "I ain't scared of you." Jesus says, "Grow up in courage. Know that there is victory beyond what looks like apparent defeat." If you've been struggling if you've been challenged by something that looks like it's got you whooped then you look right at it let it take its best shot and then know that there is victory on the other side if you want to grow up in the kingdom you first got to grow up in courage courage is good because courage means uh, acting in spite of your fear Jesus says grow up in courage If you want to grow up in the kingdom, he also says, grow in faith, grow up in faith Verses 40 and 41. Here it is. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your coat, give your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go also the second mile. Peasants. Y'all didn't sue other peasants. Poor folk didn't sue poor folk. I mean, th- this, this vignette Jesus raises is again uh, to, spoken from the perspective of a rich lording over and abusing a poor person. All a poor man really had were the clothes on his back. Have you ever been there? So, so, so Jesus says, if somebody takes your outer garment, then give him your undergarment as well. Uh, literally, he says, "Give him your underwear." He says he also he also describes here the protocol for Roman conscription or forcefully making a person participate in something that you don't want to be in. A Roman soldier could drag any poor person aside and force that person to carry their heavy battle packs and or anything else for a whole mile. One mile was the legal limit. But 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 this this was no mere inconvenience y'all. If a poor person was drafted like this, a person who worked for a living to feed their family, it meant they would lose an entire day's wages. And of course, an entire day's food for the family. Jesus says, when these things happen, voluntarily walk another mile. Say what? Did, 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 Jesus said this because he knew this would grow up your faith because while you're appearing to just be hyper cooperative, what you'll actually be doing is heaping shame on your abuser. He, he will be left to explain why you are cultless and naked. The, the shame of being seen with you will be an act of defiance. I've I've been abused by enough people to know that there are some folk who revel in seeing you under their power, naked and inconvenienced. There are some people who like it when it looks like they've reached your pain point. In a case like this, the inevitable result is a growth in your faith. I know this is right because this will grow you up in faith because the same God who provided for your family yesterday will surely provide today when you give away your coat and your underwear, when you give away your shirt and your undershirt you need to have faith that there is a God somewhere who has more where that came from if he says go one mile and you lose a day's wages going the one mile, Jesus says go two miles, this is not really a literal instruction but Jesus is saying create an act of defiance because you already know somebody who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Can I just quit preaching and testify for a minute? You already know somebody that when I'm weak, he is strong. You you already know somebody that when the money gets funny and the change gets strange, he has made ways out of no ways. Oh, look back over your life. Look back to where you came from and remember how when it looked like your back was against the wall, when it looked like you were locked in and boxed in, that you couldn't have your way out, you didn't find a way out. This same one made a way. This same one when you were exhausted from the battles of this life, when you felt like you just couldn't take no more. This one gave you the words of Isaiah. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like an eagle. They shall rise run and not get weary they shall walk and not faint is there anybody in this house who has been through something been down to your last dime and the Lord came through right on time that don't take courage that takes faith I mean courage is acting when you're afraid even but faith is acting and not being afraid faith is acting when you don't know the outcome but you go and act anyway faith is going the mile when it looks like you can't make it and then looking back and discovering that the Lord has carried you over every mile I heard our ancestors say through many dangers toils and snares I have already come Twas grace that brought me safe thus far and grace will lead me home you got to grow up in faith and know that the boss is not the Source of your blessing, you got to know that your enemy has no real authority, that that you've got somebody who holds the wealth of the world in his hand. Ira Stanfield put it like this: Who made the mountain? Who who made the sea? Who made the rivers flow out to the sea? Who, 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 who's somebody bigger than you and I? Who is the one that lights the way when the road is dark? He keeps you company with love beside you. He walks beside you just like he walks with me when I'm weary, filled with despair. Who gives me courage? I'm saying faith to go on from there and who gives me faith that will never die somebody bigger than you and I. The problem with most folk who have to walk one mile the problem with most folk who are not grown up in faith is they give too much credit to their enemies. They give too much credence to the folk who lord power over them. Don't you know I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared of no president, no potentate no powerful will from the Ku Klux Klan. I ain't scared of nobody because I know somebody who can do anything but fail. I know someone who's not a man that he should lie. I know somebody who's watched over me when I didn't have sense enough to watch over myself. If you want to grow up in the kingdom, if you want to be a real disciple, you got to grow up in courage. You can't be a scaredy cat. You got to move even when you're afraid to move. And then you've got to grow up in faith you've got to move forward you've got to go through the challenge even when you are not scared at all you've got to find a way not even to be afraid i heard the psalmist say this he said the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear the lord is the strength of my life." Of whom shall I be afraid when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh? They stumbled and they fell. Grow up in courage. Grow up in faith. Jesus' point here, the the apex of the story is this. Once you've grown up in courage and grown up in faith, it's time to grow up in love. Listen to verse 42 through 44. Give to everyone who begs from you and do not receive do not refuse anyone who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Notice here that that the form of the address Kind of changes a little bit. This time Jesus addresses his instructions to the haves and not to the have nots. Uh, Yeah, when when you're growing up in courage and you're afraid all the time because you're under the thumb of oppression, uh, Jesus Jesus knew that was speaking to the folk who had little. When you are forced into conscription and service of unscrupulous people, when your own government mistreats you, Jesus said that takes faith to overcome because you need to know there's somebody bigger than you and I grow up in faith. But but here Jesus says, grow up in love. His instruction here is to the well to do. It's to treat everybody the same. He, he breaks down the customary social barriers between those who have and those who don't have. Now, now the relationship Jesus commands here is one of respect and kinship. Showing up. Uh, Here in the text is the admonition from Jesus to grow up. Growing up means here being able to treat the one who doesn't have as though he does have and to treat the enemy like he's a neighbor. God almighty. He goes on to explain that this is God's way. I mean, the average Joe and Jane, they're the ones who hate their enemies. Have you been on Facebook lately? Uh, Joe and Jane, they're the ones who laying out everybody on Instagram and mocking folk on TikTok. They are the ones who are on Snapchat making mayhem and raising Cain. No, Jesus says that ain't God's way. Here's God's way. He goes on to explain God's way. God does not, I don't care how you don't like it, how you don't like them. God does not withhold the rain from unjust folk just because he's an unjust person. She's an unjust sister. God allows it to rain on the just and the unjust. You ever wondered why it seems mean and disgusting people seem to prosper and good people seem to go without? It's not because something unfair is happening in the universe. It's because God does rain on the just and the unjust. He he allows it to rain on both of them. If you want to grow up into what you were designed to be, this is the only way to get there. You've got You've got to love enough uh, that the hard heartedness of your worst enemy and and, and through that hard heartedness you've got to treat them like your next door neighbor that's in fact what God has done God the text reminds us through an echo so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son I guess that's where I want to stop preaching right here and, and just tell my own story if it ain't your story then 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 you just sit tight and hopefully keep on paying rent if it had not been for the Lord on your side you certainly would not have been who you are right now how how can we get so high and so mighty because we got somebody in our lives who doesn't just do things like we do things who who is adversarial to the ways in which we live our lives Jesus said the strongest thing you can do for some knucklehead who arrays against you is to show them love to love Love them through their hateful attitude. Love them through their selfish ways. Love them even when it doesn't look like they're loving you back. Why? Because you've been the recipient of love like that. If you never thought about it, just remember when you were dead in your sins, somehow or another, God reached down through all the generations and sent his only son to see about you, to redeem you to give you a value far beyond what you had sunk to. He sent you somebody to give you power when it looked like you were too weak to carry on. God loved you enough when you were too stubborn to love him like you ought to love him. I mean the fact is you ought to love him beyond anything you show to anybody else. But how many of us go through this life ignoring God as if God is not a part of the equation of our lives when you know good and well it was God who brought you from where you were not from a mighty long way but from all the way you know good and well it was God who healed you when you were sick and couldn't get up off of a sick bed you know good and well it was God who came to your rescue when you didn't think you were worth anything God sent his only begotten son To show you a love that will not let you go. I, I don't care how many folk walk out on you, Jesus never will leave you alone. No, never alone. No, never alone. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. That's why I ain't scared of nothing. The hymn writer said, I've seen the lightning flashing. I've heard the thunder roll I felt sins breakers dashing trying to conquer my soul but I heard the voice of Jesus telling me still fight on cause he promised never to leave me never to leave me alone that's why I love him I love him cause he's raised me I love him cause he saved me me. I love him cause he made ways for me. I love him cause he delivered me. Yeah. I love him cause when I didn't love myself he was right there by my side. I love him because when I didn't feel like getting up out of the bed he put running back in my feet have I got a witness here I love him because I've grown up enough to know that greater is he who is in me than he that's in the world See, yeah, I love him because can't nobody do me like Jesus can't nobody do me like the Lord can I give Get me Just five folk, just ten folk in the sanctuary to say I've grown up, I've grown up in love, I've grown up in faith, I've grown up in courage. So now I'm walking in the light of the Lord. I'm walking in the power of love love y'all is stronger than anything love y'all will erase bad habits love y'all will heal troubled minds love y'all will muzzle a cantankerous enemy love y'all will open doors where hard hearts had shut them yeah i'm so glad He loves me. I'm so glad He loves me. So now I'm not afraid to love even you who've talked about me. That one who may have mistreated me. I've got power over the enemy. Love has taught me that the enemy can't do me no harm. Thank you, Jesus. If you're here today and you you know that you've missed the mark, you've been cowardly, You, you haven't trusted the Lord when you should have trusted him. You've been cowardly. You haven't stood up defied the adversary. You too busy trying to figure out how to fight him. Unball your fist. Unball your fist, unclench your teeth. Just receive this. Don't wait till the battle is over instead of fighting. Bethany and Mitch told us, shout now. Grow up in courage, grow up in faith. Because you live in the realm of the impossible when you grow in faith. Faith is substance of things you just hope for. It is reality of stuff you cannot see. Grow up in love because Jesus first loved you. you try to love somebody this week somebody that you really wanted to kirk out on why don't you try loving them this week show them some love it'll disarm them they may think you're crazy it's all right they're not your psychiatrist show them some love and watch what god does if you want this in your life this power we invite you to come paul wrote these words that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved, changed, thoroughgoingly changed. This is your opportunity to reroute your family tree, to come out of that place where you've spent most of your life. Give yourself to Jesus Christ. If you want to be baptized, we can make sure that happens wherever you are. You don't have to be a a resident of Charlotte to be a part of the field. We can help you do it. We can show you how to worship and show you how to give. You've done that already today. We can show you how to do ministry right where you live. Just come. Give your life to him now. Come on, pray with me. Would you repeat this prayer after me? Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me for the wrongs I've done. I need you as my Savior. I am powerless to save myself. amen. It's done. That's simple. That powerful. Why don't you just rejoice with us? Everybody in the field is having a Holy Ghost party right now. Because we already understand what the Lord is doing in your life. After speaking those words, confessing them with your mouth, your life can never be the same again. Nobody who ever met Jesus was the same again. Thank you, Jesus. Celebrate with us. Welcome to the family of faith. Welcome. Come on. stop leaning on your own understanding grow up come on as we leave this place grow up in courage don't be afraid anymore cause greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world grow up in faith and know that he can do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think grow up in love because love changed the world love changed you today So tell him what you think about him. You are my strength. Strength like no other reaches that strength does to me. Come on, let's be dismissed. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever, let all of God's changed people say. Amen. All the grown-ups, come on.
2: You are my strength. Yes. Strength like orders. Strength like your
1: tell him. Coming out now,
2: you lift me up in the fullness of your grace,
1: in the power of your name, you lift me up. That's my testimony. Come on, come on.
0: much for listening to the Harvest Podcast. We pray that the message has uplifted, encouraged, and challenged you as you continue your walk with God. If you're looking for a church home, the great news is the field is not confined by the four walls of the church, for we all know that the people are the church. If you wish to become a partner in ministry, but more importantly, a member of God's family, simply reach out to us Facebook at Mayfield Memorial Missionary Baptist Church or on Instagram at The Field CLT. Thank you once again and be blessed.